everybody, I'm Kate Conroy. And I'm Vanessa Matola. And this is Other People's Business, which is the podcast from the New Jersey Business and Industry Association, which is the largest business association in the country. For more info on us, visit njbia.org. We release a new episode every other Wednesday, so be on the lookout. Shout out to New Jersey Manufacturers Insurance. They provide home, auto, and workers' comp insurance, and they're the official sponsor of the show, so check them out if you need some insurance. Definitely. Just a couple housekeeping matters before we get started. Today's episode can be viewed on any podcast network you like, iTunes, Google Play, Amazon's TuneIn, the whole thing. If you don't want to listen to a podcast, but you still want to see our smiling faces every other Wednesday, you can check us out on YouTube. NJBIA's YouTube account is youtube.com slash NJBIA. If you are listening to this on a network that allows for ratings reviews like iTunes, we would totally appreciate the five-star review. Helps us get discovered by more awesome listeners just like you. If you hate us, I've got a treat for you because NJBIA is going to be producing a brand new podcast called Take on Trenton. It's going to be our government affairs team giving you updates on uh, what's going on in Trenton that affects your business and interviewing legislators. It's going to be great and we're not going to be on it. So if you hate us, watch that instead. (laughs) Exactly. (laughs) Anyway, with us today from Sobelco, and I say Sobelco, you might remember two episodes ago we had Rebecca Fitzhugh on. We had so much fun with her, and more to the point, they had so much fun with us that they sent Brad Muniz here to talk to us today. So Brad, say hi, let the audience hear your voice. Hello everybody, thank you very much for having me. uh, I found out that Rebecca was here a couple times, a a couple episodes ago, Mm -hmm. and this is like uh, Michael from The Godfather where you just get sucked (laughs) in and you just can't get out. Brad was telling us he he watched everything from episode one. He's a fan, I can't even, oh my gosh. I recommend it to my family too. That's great. That's amazing, oh my goodness, I'm so excited. Okay, so today's icebreaker is, what is your favorite way to vacation? My favorite way to vacation is with my wife. Mm-hmm. Okay, I have to go on the record for saying that because <laughs> I just have to win points. Mm. Right, okay, obviously. That's all this is about. Um, uh, and we like to travel and sightsee. Um, I, I travel a bunch for business, mm-hmm. and when I do, I usually play golf tied in with that if I can. And when I go away to, we were in Ireland last year, we were on a, a, a river cruise this, pa- this past summer. Nice. And people say, did you play golf? Because you're in Europe, some good golf courses. I said, that's my wife's vacation. I don't mm. want to take the time away. And we love to go sightsee and we walk around a lot and cool. see just the beautiful places around the world. That's awesome. So. I've always wanted to do a river cruise. I highly recommend that. I won't, yeah. Unless unless they're members, I won't uh, give won't. out any names. Right, 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 right. Um, Thank you. But I, I strongly recommend it. Huh. Yeah. Okay. Wait, so how, how's a rigor, river cruise? I can't talk today. <laughs> how's a river cruise different from a regular cruise? The sh- oh, go ahead. The, the, so the ship is much different in size. Yeah. You know, you they, you see the cruises that are out there now. They had the commercials on and the Super Bowl about how big these boats are. Hmm. Well, the river cruise total. Uh, people on the boat was I think 190 mm-hmm. people on the boat, so it's a lot more intimate, mm-hmm. um, and there's no pool. Uh, you, know, you can walk around up top. I walked around. I do a lot of walking myself, and I walked up on top of the boat 160 steps, around and around and around and around and around. Mm. And uh, it's, so it's a lot more intimate with the people, as I said. And there's just relaxation. It's more about the sightseeing mm-hmm. than it is about the experience on the boat. Now that you mention it, I think I did one of those in Philadelphia. I, I don't remember. It was like. Spirit of Philadelphia, some of that effect. I'm probably totally wrong, but it was definitely in Philadelphia. I remember doing it. it. Was it like a day cruise? 
Yeah, it, like, it wasn't like an overnight thing. Okay, it was like yeah. you get on a boat and drink kind of thing. Right. Right. So that sounds like a bachelor party. Yeah, it's something okay. like that. <laughs> it's in college. <laughs> that sounds awesome. Yeah, yeah but the, the river cruises are nice because you can see land the whole time, which is important to me because I do not like to cruise where I can't like see the place where I need to swim to if the, the boat goes down. Fair enough. Because I'm always thinking about when the boat's going to go down. Sure. <laughs> that was one of my wife's fears. Is and it? Yes, and she was nervous about the river cruise. Yeah. And it's narrower, most of the river we were on, the Danube, was narrower than the, than right. the Hudson. So as you said, you can see on both sides. That's right. And you go through all these locks, which as a friend of mine said, after the first one or two is very interesting, but yeah. when you hit your seventh or eighth, it's like, okay, we're going up and we're going yeah. down now. Yeah. So It's a legitimate concern. They said the Titanic wouldn't sink and look what happened I then. Know. So, you know, don't let anybody tell you you're wrong. No, I don't actually. I, I fight I fight with them. Are you all right there? Yeah, no, I definitely moved and then <laughs> If you're listening to this on iTunes, you didn't have like a spike in electricity or something. That's the table being weird. Yeah. yeah. So yeah, I've always been a little bit afraid of um, like the, the water and boats and everything. And as I've gotten older and my ability to read the newspaper and the news and stuff has just fed that. And in fact, I actually also have a friend from high school whose parents died in the Costa Concordia. Do you oh, remember yeah. that? That famous cruise ship yeah. that hit, that ran aground in Italy? Right. And the captain well, like went to jail. Over. Yes, her parents were on that ship. And they pat, they died. So this is fe all feeding into it. It is fears. all feeding into it. Yeah, I don't cruise. I don't go on the water. Do you but search out these stories? I or don't. No? I don't. <laughs> but I also found a. I don't know. Maybe somebody sent it to me, or maybe I just saw a headline. There was like a tsunami out at sea once, and it hit a cruise ship, and they didn't know it was coming, and it like tipped over, and everybody had to be rescued, and some people. It was awful. So I do not cruise. I don't go on the water. Okay. <laughs> Sorry. Anyway, Ben, what's your favorite way of vacation? I don't know if I have a favorite way of vacationing. I've said on other episodes of this show that I have least favorite ways of vacationing. Like, I've been to Orlando so many times, like, yeah. I've gotten kind of bored of it. But I don't know. I Generally speaking, let's just say, like, vacation days, I generally just like to take them by myself. You know, like, I like to take a day, have a quiet time to myself. If I go out to lunch or something, I want it to be a day where not everybody is off and, like, flooding the restaurant. Like, I kind of want to be the only one there, you know? Peaceful. That's what I like. I forget what an introvert you are. Yeah. I forget. <laughs> it's so it's funny. It's part me. of, you know, because like everything, like, okay, especially now with the kid, like, yeah. every day is like, you know, blaring in your face kind of a day. Like, when I can just have like a nice, peaceful day to myself, that is, you know, that is living for me. So. Wow. Yes. Okay. So when your daughter is 18 months, 18 when months. is she, when, uh, when are you going to take her to Disney? Oh my gosh, that's a whole for the, thing. For the introvert you are. So, it's going to be this year because my brother is getting married in Disneyland. Because, God forbid, we go on vacation anywhere else. So, yeah, my brother Michael, shout out to Michael, is getting married in October. So that's when we're going to bring her. Yeah, we weren't going to bring her. And then they wanted her to be the flower girl. Oh, so, of course yeah, they did. Good times. That's going to be great. <laughs> Yeah, with this, and you're going down to Disney World or Disneyland. Is oh, in Disney California. in California. Oh, okay, yeah. because in October it's they have the food and wine festival, and it's crazy down there. Oh yeah, yeah. So. <laughs> Fun. Yeah, it's now so peaceful. That's what I like. Yeah. How about you? I love a good bus tour. I won't even lie. I'm like uh, ready for the the four o'clock special at the diner. I'm and uh, like a, uh, you know. The, the bus tours tend to be for the senior citizen set, and I fit right in. I love them. <laughs> I like that, you know, I show up, it's bags out at 7 on the bus at 8, and, you know, you can take a nap here and there if you get a little tired because it's exhausting. But you see so much, and somebody else is just taking care of all the planning, all the meals, or not all, but 90% of the meals, like, everything is included, the, the tour, like, the sightseeing part. 
my sister and I did a bus tour of uh, Great Britain four years ago, 2013, and it was phenomenal. Phenomenal. Mm. And my sister, my mom, and my sister's boyfriend are doing a bus tour of Ireland in May. And I am, I cannot wait. I'm really you're, psyched. You're doing the tour now? Yes. Uh huh. So th three years ago, my, my, we were going to Hawaii. I know you're going to feel bad for me. I had to go to Hawaii for business. Poor you. Yeah, poor me. <laughs> and we did the road to Hana, and I did, it was a typical Jersey guy. I'm going to drive it. I'm going to drive it. Uh, I can handle this. And my wife said, no, we're going to go on a bus. And I said, no, 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 I'm going to do it. And she won the argument. And it was the best time I had because I got to sit on that bus looking look. all around. Yes. And then uh, last summer we went to Ireland, and I said I was I always want to drive on the other side of the road. Oh, I want to try it. It's terrifying. She said no. No. And I said no. Can I just try it? No. No. And uh, we did the bus tour, and I loved it. Yeah. I loved it. I could play my games on my phone if I want to. Mm. I could look out the window. <sighs> yeah. I was on your wife's side, and I lost that argument, and it was terrifying. Yeah. Two or three years ago, we did Ireland, and it was terrifying. So you're not going in May this time? We are going in May. You are? Yeah, um, but we're doing the bus tour this time. Right. Yeah. Last time, it was wrong side of the car, wrong side of the road. We clipped mirrors with, with a parked car in Limerick <laughs> on that trip. And I swear, to, I swear to God, I almost lost my mind. I was so, I was so afraid right. we were going to die. You're getting, oh, my God, it was wow. awful. Yeah, and the Ring of Kerry, like, that, that is just... Terrifying! Like mm -hmm. it's a sheer drop off. It's a cliff, and there's no guardrail, and you're coming, you're driving, and coming at you are tour buses, and you think you're either going to get smushed up against the cliff or go down the other side of the cliff. It's awful. Wow, it's awful. Yes. We used to actually have a coworker. Uh, shout out to Mike Corwin, whose first job was being the guy who drives the tour bus, and oh, he was wow. telling me, yeah, he was telling me like the first time he did it. He's driving around and he's pointing things out like, you know, this is Big Ben or whatever, you know. And but he wasn't really like filling it in with too much extra stuff. He was just, you know, doing the job, driving around, pointing to things. And like the the people on the bus almost mutinied because like apparently you have to be talking like the whole time. You have to be like, all right, and this is the background of this, and this is the history yeah. of that. So like it was, it's a big thing. One of those things you don't really think about. Yeah. yeah. The bus tour that we did in Great Britain had two people. It had a guy, the the driver, and it had the the tour guide mm. who sat in like the jump seat right next to the guy, and he had the microphone the whole time, and he'll be like, on your left, you'll notice. Oh, mm. whatever, whatever. <laughs> it was really, it was like listening to a game show host, actually. Yeah. It's, it is fun. that what you appreciate about, like, the, I did. I loved it. Yeah. yeah. Cool. It was great. All right. Enough about vacations, I guess. <laughs> enough about vacations. <laughs> I'd rather stay there. Brad, I've been assured that you do very different things from Rebecca at Sobelco, so tell us what you do. Yes, but as you know, you had Rebecca on, and you have me on this time, and we're a multidisciplinary firm. Sure. Um, Rebecca handles the forensics uh, type of aspects within the organization. I won't talk about that, because you can go back to Rebecca's presentation. It was uh, a great episode. Presentation. Yeah. I learned so much. So the only problem is, I wish I was in here before Rebecca, because she talks about the sexy kind of stuff, uh -huh. you know, the fraud uh. that everybody's into, the students want to go into because they think they're gonna find fraud within an hour that's with commercial breaks and they, I, <laughs> they think it's CSI and I, I handle accounting and auditing and, and some and some tax aspects but mainly accounting and auditing and if you notice there's never really been a movie about accounting and auditing no. Ben Affleck was the accountant but he was doing challenge something accepted different. I'm gonna think about that but go ahead yeah <laughs> uh, and, I've been on and the receiving end of that it's not mm, fun okay. the, yeah. uh, for an accountant movie yeah yes. I'm gonna try to think about it I'm sure somebody's done it yeah. something but yeah. uh, and I also wanted to put one 
other little asterisk on that is successful. Okay. Fine. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Touche. You could have anybody come up with any indie yeah. movie. Yeah. I was gonna say, Kirstie Alley played an accountant in Look Who's Talking. Look Who's Talking. Oh, that's oh, so, now, so now, if you and I watched that movie, yeah. and I was the only loser in the audience that was laughing because yeah, the father, they were making accountant jokes. The yeah. father was sitting there reading the Journal of Accountancy, laughing, and I, I'm laughing. I'm pointing. At, I'm looking at my wife. I'm like, get it? And she's like, no. Well, yeah. Yeah. She was an accountant, and her parents were accountants. They that's did right. taxes. Well, yes. That's right. Um, so I handle accounting and auditing aspects. Uh, our primary uh, clients are privately held businesses, and our goal is to help the clients strive to achieve their goals uh, within the requirements of the accounting and uh, auditing um, accounting and auditing rules. Um, what we find very often is that the clients want to do the, the right things, but they need the direction and the help on how to get to that to that goal. Um, what we see and the type of clients that we deal with is you're dealing more with them personally than you are business-wise because every decision and every comment that you make affects them directly personally. Mm -hmm. uh, even to the point where I had a client call me up one day and say, can I ask you a question? I said, yes. Can, are you sure I can ask you a question? I said, yes. You're not going to say anything? I said, no. Why? And I said, well, let's just say I get divorced. Um, can I talk to you about some some topics? I said, absolutely, absolutely. I mean, I'm sorry to hear that. And yeah. um, I mentioned something about the husband, and she said to me, well, I'm going to call him next and tell him. <laughs> so, so I may, I kind of laugh about it, but I knew that they were getting divorced before the husband. Now he, I'm sure he had some uh, inkling. I, I don't think that he, uh, I don't think he like she told him. He's like, what? I know. Um, but he, uh, uh, it was just that she had that personal that faith in me to be able to call me and talk mm -hmm. with me about it. I mean, and I've had clients offer me to use their cars, you know, for, to take my girlfriend out. Wow. And I said, uh, I said that's nice. I said, but I don't think my wife. Would appreciate that and they said yeah no this is not a wife car this is a girlfriend car oh and I said Lord. I said um I'm uncomfortable right now because yeah. <laughs> I'm not borrowing the car yeah uh, so we handle we help clients handle the aspects as it relates to accounting and auditing matters uh, and help them achieve their goals uh, best way to say is we consult with the clients as best possible to help them uh, move forward do you have a sweet spot in terms of uh, how big the companies are, or are there any silos that they, they fall into, like pharmaceutical or manufacturing? or? Yeah, so the firm has a, a few different sweet spots. Mm -hmm. We happen to handle a lot of nonprofit organizations. Uh, we're very connected with the nonprofit community. We have a lot of clients down here in Trenton mm -hmm. um, and throughout out the state in Newark. Uh, that's our largest practice niche. I don't involve myself with that. The uh, I, I happen to involve myself with financial services, being broker-dealers, uh, money remitters in that industry. We do a lot of work with supermarkets, uh, supermarket owners. Uh, so we're very familiar with Wakefern since we are in New Jersey. Shop right. Member. Yes. I've, I would be surprised if they weren't a member. Mm. They're um, great. Oh, yes. Any business in New Jersey that's cool is a member of that Obviously. Thing, right? If you're not, then you need to get on that train. 100%. I agree. I was I was president of the New Jersey Society of CPAs, and I'm very familiar with uh, industry associations, and I think they're very important to the, to the economy, to the business community mm -hmm. as it relates to uh, advocacy. Uh, providing support, I, I think that all organizations should be joining and supporting these yeah. organizations. So, um, so continue on with Sobel Co. Uh, Sobel and Company. However, we're going to go. So How would you like to How pronounce? Would you go? <laughs> well, I, I watch because they can't see, but Sally's over there cringing as we're going to continue on about this. 
And yes, we have another audience today. <laughs> right, and mom's gonna yell at me the whole way up. <laughs> I know that. <laughs> and uh, uh, Sobelco is what Sobelco. I go by. I've been with the company for over 14 years, and I said to you, Vinny, earlier, it's difficult after 14 years to say, and we're Sobelco. It's kind of like when the new year comes and you keep writing 2018 on the check. So yeah. it's the same thing, you know? Yes. Um, and so supermarkets and then some manufacturing, if you can find a lot of manufacturing left here in New Jersey, that's probably the hardest thing, that, yeah. thanks to a lot of legislature, um, and, uh, and of course real estate. Okay. Or, or areas. No, and no, no particular size, we've had clients, you know, from smaller nonprofits to hundreds of million dollars of revenue. Huh. It all depends on the makeup of the company and what their goals are. And you'll find different industries, although the companies might be in different industries, they operate the same because of the way, the closely held way that they're operating. Do you only do commercial or do you do some personal returns as well? Or I, I do personal returns also. Okay. A, a, a company our size, you'll find a lot of the people are also multidisciplined. We do, I do know where to stay away from. I don't venture into Rebecca's area mm -hmm. because the lawyers will just beat the heck out of me <laughs> if I try and say, I'm an expert in this area. No, you're not. Yeah. Uh, and there's some other areas where I, if you drill down further, like I don't handle certain nonprofits just because I don't mm -hmm. have that expertise. But you mentioned auditing. So uh, there might be times when you would refer something to Rebecca because you notice something that looks maybe a little fishy or off. Uh, you hope not, you especially hope not. in our clients. Obviously, <laughs> right. not with your clients. It was never of with our clients. Not with your clients, no. of course. Uh, but I got a call recently from somebody that our, our client referred him over to us, and it was very gray. We need you to prepare a financial statement for us. So that falls into my area. Sure because we want to sue somebody. Well, now that goes over to Rebecca's area. Sure. Can we come in and talk to you? So I talked, actually Rebecca was in my office last week and I said to her, I need you to be in this meeting just to hear because I may be handing it off to you quickly. Because yeah. um, you don't want to sit there holding it too long. Um, right. So mm. you will see, if, if Rebecca's or our forensic department is handling a matter, pretty much we can't be handling a matter because for the most part, our clients, we have to be independent. Mm -hmm. we, and if they're advocating for the client, then we lose our independence. Sure. Yeah. Huh. Interesting. <clears throat> yeah. I, wa I was gonna ask a question about the, um, the new tax law that happened at the end of, um, not last year, it was the end of 2017 and that transition. Was it was it a relatively easy transition for you? I mean, I know, I, I feel like a lot of people had questions about it, right? Or So I wasn't gray uh. until this year. Oh, yeah, <laughs> it's the best. I made, I made it through kids, but no, it was the, the tax law came in at the end of last year, yeah. actually, and it came into this year. and. I mean, the good thing is uh, nobody still has a full handle on it. You know, the IRS is mm -hmm. still issuing. Uh, I won't bore you with the regulations, except I'll, I'll give uh, I'll give a shout out to Ken Bagner and our tax department. Uh, the the one of the areas that everybody's focusing on right now, you may have heard, is 199A. I'm not going to get into the great details of it, but it's how the income is picked up on your tax return, mm -hmm. and how they muddied these waters is just very very deep. And mm -hmm. I do recommend reach out to your tax advisor. Don't try and take this on your own, especially if you're a small business owner. Uh, there are a lot of very qualified tax advisors. Reach out to them and get as much guidance as possible. And I fear this year a lot of people are going to go on extension because of this. Yeah. Those that have never been on it. Oof. Right. Do you think it, the, the tax system will ever be simple enough that it will go onto a postcard? I mean, that was the, the soundbite from last... Wasn't it? It was. 
I thought it was. I've last never heard year. that. I don't know. Really? Yeah. yeah. the The argument is that it should be simple enough that you could just do your taxes on a postcard and mail it in. I don't know. I could print anything on a postcard. <laughs> like, type really small or something. I know, right? right? Um, I I think that it will be there one day. I don't think I'll be around to see it. Oh, actually, yeah, Aww. unfortunately. <laughs> Uh, and somebody said to me, whoa, that, Death that, and taxes, right? <laughs> right. That, that keeps money coming in. It's like, I don't need to make my money my money off of the back of others. I don't yeah. need their blood. But I'd love to see it change personally. I'm going against every accountant here. Mm. Um, but uh, there was at one time, I think California or somebody put out a, a trial balloon of a pre-filled out form. Huh. So you can get your tax form pre-filled out. Because hmm. most of the population is there on the computer. should be able right. to be filled out. And you get it and you look at a sign of it and there's a taxpayer advocacy group that was fighting it because there's a potential mm. that there's something that you're not considering that will help you. Oh. And if you get your tax return pre-filled out, you're like, this is the best. I'm going to sign right. it and send it in. Not thinking, okay, well, you didn't pick up charitable contributions. You didn't pick up some other yeah. items. Because you just want to sign it. You look at that big number refund on the bottom and you send it in. Well, you could have mm. been a bigger number. So that's why they were fighting. It's unfortunate because the people that get hurt the most by all of this tax stuff uh, that's going on are the taxpayers. Sure. They really are. Yeah. So. Yeah, I was going to say for years I got my stuff done at a, I won't name the name, but like a major, <laughs> you know, tax preparation company because I don't know math and I don't know tax law. So I mean like, of course you should go and get it done by somebody if, if you're not an expert, you know? Yeah. Because like you say, you can get a bunch of extra stuff out of it. I have friends who do their own taxes and I'm just like... I, I'm my mind is boggled. Like, why would you do that? This like you're you're not a surgeon, but I'm just going to perform surgery on myself. Huh. Or like that just I, I cannot imagine not going to a professional to just make sure that it's done properly, handled well. I don't I don't know. Especially like as you get older, your life gets a lot more complicated. From yes. The <laughs> you know, like, when I was you. like 21, like it was just basically like I went to work and. That was it. Right. <laughs> you know? right. Yeah, now there's like all sorts of different stuff, you know, like yeah. you get the kids and you get like different like green energy stuff that you do and like it all comes in at different angles. Yeah, animals, we've so. all got like HSAs and FSAs uh, and divorce. Volunteer and work. <laughs> <laughs> stuff happens. I huh? can't imagine not taking it to a professional. It just, uh, yeah. I, I recommend that even the larger houses, I'm not trying to compete with them. They serve a particular audience a lot of times and we serve an audience. Sometimes they cross over, sometimes they don't. But there's enough taxpayers out there to, to be serviced by yeah. the accountants and pre uh, professionals that are available. Do you think that um, because of the shutdown there will be any delay or anything with the IRS this year? No, no. They said that they were going to process returns. I'm sure there will be some sort of effect of it, so I'll, I'll step back. Yes, there's going to be some sort of effect. Uh, I don't think it's going to be significant. Mm -hmm. uh, they've already started processing returns. A lot of this is electronic. Right. You, most of the returns are, are electronically filed, I would probably say. I don't know the statistic. In our office, most of the returns are electronically filed. So there's nobody there taking it, processing oh, okay. it, you know, unstapling it like they used to. Yeah. And the, re the refunds are being issued much quicker. What I'm surprised are the people that don't put their bank account on there. I know f uh, wire fraud uh, and stuff like that people are concerned about. Rebecca and people could tell you about that. Um, but you can get your refunds much quicker then uh, if you do it. And it's, as I said, it's electronic, so they don't need, except for the systems administrator to be in mm -hmm. the house. So. Yeah, I love that. As soon as that became available, I was like, let, where can I give you my bank account? Can I just, <laughs> <laughs> I can fax it, I can email it, just let me let me help you have that. Mm. Yeah. The, the worst I will say for taxpayers uh, that uh, to concern themselves with are identity theft. I literally just got an email on Saturday. Um, a client found out his son is uh, went to apply for unemployment 
and found out he has a very Italian last name. I'm not picking on any groups. He yeah. has a very Italian last name, and it winds up. <laughs> and I didn't mean to point that no, way. No, I'm sorry. It's okay, yeah. <laughs> and it winds up there was somebody with a Spanish last name using his social security number. So it wasn't even like there was a near spelling. There were completely wow. different names. That you know, ethnic groups don't matter, but you could yeah. see that they were completely different people using his social security number. So now. He's going to, the son is going to have a lot of difficulty. He's talking about a 24-year-old person uh, that's just starting his professional career and filing of tax returns. Yeah. And now he has to get a pin every year to be able to file his tax return because somebody stole his social security number. What does the pin number. do? It means it, 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 when you file electronically file your return, if you don't enter this PIN, they won't accept your tax return with gotcha. that social security number. Right. If the PIN's in there, they match it up and accept it. So this person who is filing illegally will go next year to a provider or whoever, I don't think they're doing it on their own, go to a provider and get a uh, tax return prepared. They'll go to electronically file and it'll be kicked back. Yeah, can you proactively get a PIN? Like that sounds like just, a, like I'd like to lock my stuff down <laughs> as much as I can. I feel like, it, what is it, like an ounce of prevention, a pound of, you know, yeah. cure or whatever? Like, I, I think that Europe is more advanced than us in mm. some of these areas. I mean, look at credit cards. You, know, mm -hmm. you go, you put your card in with the chip, and you enter the PIN. I don't have a PIN for my card, and I know now that everybody out there that might, anybody that might be thinking about Are it, you sure? Like they, they write the PIN on the back, like, when they send it to you. That's not something you even have to ask for, right? But you don't have to enter the PIN in when you're doing oh, a transaction. Gotcha. Whereas in Europe, I see that a lot more, people entering PINs. And I got nervous. I'm in Europe. I'm, I'm like, I don't have a PIN. I don't know how to speak your language yeah. to say I don't have a pen. <laughs> you know, I mean, I was in in Portugal. El no pino. <laughs> I don't know what to say. That's exactly what I was gonna say. So I'm really glad that I wasn't being silly. No, <laughs> no pino. I don't know what. It is. Um, <laughs> I think it's like pretty universally understood uh, when you stand in front of somebody and you're like, I'm a dumb American. I don't know what I'm talking about. <laughs> I have no pen. All right. Love it. Yeah. Oh, too yeah. funny. All right. Um, Break. I can't think of any more questions. I feel like I wanted to ask something and I can't remember. Well, we've always got the second part of the show if you think yeah. about it. I'm still thinking about the accounting thing even though I came up with Look Who's Talking. So I know. Yeah. Oh, I did I did have something. So you talked about a tax advisor. Is that the same as an accountant? Like This is a dumb question. I don't know. Is no, no, it's not. Not, no. A, ta a tax advisor or a tax professional somebody that has more expertise in in the area of tax. Mm -hmm. They're accounting, and I talk to a lot of students. I'm very involved with William Patterson. I went to William Patterson, um, and I try and advise students. And the accounting industry is very good because there are a lot of jobs, and tax is just one aspect of it. Um, you have a lot of people, and I do know accountants, that you say to them a question about tax, and they're like, nope. No, nope. even one of huh. our partners, Ron Matan, um, he do handles our nonprofits, and he says flat out, "I know nothing about tax." Now, nonprofits file a particular form, but he knows nothing about regular taxes. And I would, I would be afraid to ask him. It'd be fun. I'd like to hear people ask Ron a question because I'd like to see the answers <laughs> you get. And then they say, "Come over here. I'll talk with you afterwards." Yeah. Wow. Interesting. Unfortunately, those those uh, words are used very interchangeably. Fortunately yeah. and unfortunately. Um, because it helps us in some ways, but otherwise people think, well, how come you don't know? If you don't know it, nobody knows it. Yeah. But there are people that specialize in it. Um, hmm. yeah. Okay, cool. interesting. All right, so I think we're going to take a quick break, and then when we come back, we're going to play Awful or Awesome. We're done. And we're back, and it is now time to play the game Awful or Awesome. I'm going to name three things, and you have to decide quickly if they're awful or awesome, and be prepared to defend your answers. Are we ready? 
ready? I'm ready. All right, first up, golf. Oh, it's awesome. <laughs> I agree. Uh, yeah. I love golf. I, I guess. <laughs> no, it's great. Like, if the weather's nice and you're out there and you're playing, and I don't I don't like to keep score because it's bad for my ego. Sure. <laughs> but I do love uh, competing against myself and trying to figure out, you know, if I can shorten up my uh, my strokes and, you know, the long game and the short game. I don't know. I love it. In fact, pitch and putt is one of my favorite things to do on, like, a Saturday afternoon. Just, like, play a quick... Is pitch and putt like mini golf? Wow. I forget that some people don't know what pitch and putt is. I get it sounds like a, I'm pitching the ball and I'm putting. That yeah, like so a pitch and putt course is when there's no more than about a hundred yards between the tee box and the pin. Mm -hmm. The pin is where the hole is, and then you use your your pitching wedge and your your short game. What do you call them? irons? To yeah. It's just practicing your short game. Okay. Ninety percent of golf is your short game. So it's mini golf without the the clown face and the the yes. pinwheel and all that. Yeah. I would know. And it's trying to approach the green and get on it. Right. Sure. Exactly. Right. Okay. I like it for the same reason. I'm I'm playing against myself. Yeah. I'm trying to get better. Yeah. And I used to like to skate, but being an accountant, this is our busiest time of the year. Um, <sighs> and potentially getting hurt uh, skiing, I decided I couldn't do that, and I just enjoy being outside. Now, when I said that, not getting hurt, I um, actually gave myself 50 stitches in the head playing golf. Oh, that's not good. <laughs> that was an awesome. Oh my god, that's not awesome. <laughs> yeah, that was awful. I hit a tree and it came back and got me right here. Oh my gosh! <laughs> yes. You hit a tree. You hit the ball and the ball. I hit was the trying tree. to show somebody how to hook it around the tree, and <laughs> I saw I saw white. You're trying to show white off, you know? and white. Boom, boom, boom. <gasps> yep. Wow. Yes. Oh my god. Yeah. Did you knock yourself out? No, no. I just went back and went like So you like were this. conscious with the whole thing. Yeah, I put my hand down and just saw the blood. And that my, would have my, to bleed a lot. Yeah. My friend was laughing at me, and I just said to him, it's not funny, I'm bleeding. And he said, oh, and gave me a towel, dirty towel. <laughs> Here's a dirty towel. A little funny. <laughs> oh, it's hilarious! Yeah. Absolutely dope. Um, the fortunately there was a, a plastic surgeon on staff at the time. <laughs> I had a plastic Wait. surgery for a golf accident. <laughs> Twenty stitches inside, thirty outside. Yeah. Oh my god! Right, here, right above the eye. Yeah. So that was real. That wasn't. Oh, that Jeez. wasn't awesome. That was awful. But all right. So why yeah. do you hate golf? I don't hate it. Golf it's, is great. Yeah, I guess it's fine. You know, I I'm a little annoyed with golf in general right now. My brother got Chloe a uh, golf set for Christmas, and it's become her latest obsession. Like she plays golf like six times a day, <laughs> and so like. You know, the first time somebody wakes you up at five o'clock in the morning with a golf club and is like, golf, you know, it's, it's just like, really? Actually, when that happened, it's like five o'clock in the morning, Chloe comes up to me, wakes me up, she's holding a golf club, and she's like, golf. And I'm like, I, I thought I was being really slick. I was going to go, oh, you know, we can't play golf without a golf ball. I'm sorry. Without missing a beat, she holds up the other hand. She's got a golf ball in her hand. She's like, yeah, I thought of that. <laughs> so, I'm work I'm getting a lot of work on my short game, right? Yeah. All day. So you play golf around the house? Yes. Yeah. So she's got like a little thing, it's like a hole that you set up somewhere and then you putt into the, the thing. Yeah. She doesn't totally get that that's the objective. Right. She just likes tapping the ball around the house, you know. But, yeah. That's funny. Yeah. Scholarships. Yeah. yeah, sure. I was thinking of the Williams sisters. Like, start her young. She's going to know the game well and, you can, yeah, make some money off if that. If nothing else, we, maybe we don't have to wait that long. Maybe I'll record <laughs> some of it, put it on YouTube, make some of that internet money, you know? <laughs> yeah, that sweet, sweet internet money. Exactly. <laughs> Love it. All right, next up is etiquette. 
Etiquette is good. Right? Etiquette, etiquette is good. Is awesome. Yes. <laughs> yeah. So we were thinking of uh, like the office etiquette, like uh, oh. microwaving fish in the the oh, office microwave, okay. and okay. yeah, not cleaning up after yourself. But yeah, I think in general we would all agree etiquette is probably good. Right. Etiquette's great. Yeah. I I had a former boss, and I won't name names because this is going to be so gross. But he used to take his socks off and clip his toenails at his desk. No. I know, right? That's that's just gross. He was a boss. He wasn't like an yeah. intern who didn't know better. Exactly, yeah. He was um, our, the head of communications many years ago. Yeah. Shout out if you know who you are. Oh. <laughs> you're listening, yeah. Would he be horrified that you just outed him? I probably mean, not. He'd probably think it was really funny, but I'm still not going to give him it. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Yeah. That's crazy. The only difficult thing about etiquette is people that are the judges of etiquette. Like, so you, you're saying that because you're finding it kind of repulsive and just in nature. Yeah. But it's the people that go around and tell you how you're breaking etiquette, especially with, right, the, fine. especially how they're dressing, uh. or about how people show up. It's it's those that who was the uh, etiquette woman years ago? Miss Manners. Yeah, no, Susan. Po no, Emily Post. Emily Post. Right? Yeah. So Emily Post. That's what I'll refer. Sally is nodding. I know. Yes. I got it right. <laughs> That's I've never heard of Emily Post. Is yeah, that? she's written, well, not she. She was a pseudonym, I think, but there have been books written by Emily Post on manners and etiquette and, you know, how quickly to send a thank you note and how to address a wedding invitation and things okay. like that. So what's yeah. your biggest office pet peeve then? My biggest office pet peeve? My gosh, I'm not sure that I have. Well, yeah, the because we're so great around here. I you know. know. Yeah. I don't think it happens very often, but the fish in the microwave thing, I just feel like it's reprehensible. Mm. A monster does that. <laughs> <laughs> you know, like you're just a monster if that's what you do. Mm. Come on, that's yeah. Yeah, I'm trying to think. The most, uh, it's more personal because I, I I don't like when people just comment on everything you do. Like, uh, give me an example. Uh, I don't care if you what you're wearing to walking down the hallway oh. type of thing. They just yeah. feel that they have to not joke about it. Maybe that's the way they they think they are, but they feel that they have to tell you how you should be doing things. Mm. Yeah, super helpful, right? Super They're helpful. just so helpful. Right. Thanks I, for letting me know that I could be doing that better. So, so I, of yeah, course I know how I should dress in the office, right. but like I've gone to play golf, and I go to run to the office to pick something up. And people look at you in shorts. Now I'm have the day off, and I'm running to the office just to pick something up. I don't mm. think if a client saw me in the office, they would say, "Oh my gosh, what kind of place do you have here?" If anything, <laughs> they would say, "Look, here's an individual who had something going on, and he still came in." Yeah. But they'll be the type of you know you're not supposed to be wearing that in the office. It's like really thanks. Yeah. <laughs> Didn't know that. I've only you know been working for 30 years now, and yeah, all of a sudden I had no I, idea. The shorts is where I have to be. I, I thought know. I was working in Pacific Sun. <laughs> So. I mean, it's only 90 degrees outside. <laughs> right. <laughs> God. If I'm walking around and I hold a door for somebody and I don't get like, any acknowledgement of oh. that, it'll drive me a little nuts. Thank yeah. you. You just hit it. Yeah. <laughs> you just hit my pet, yeah. my biggest pet peeve. <laughs> or the, the nod, like the... Hey, yes. has the hey, how's it going oh. nod? If, if it's I not give you the hey, how's it going nod, and I don't get anything back, especially if you're, you're still standing at me. You're, you're dead, dead to me. To me. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like, yeah. I, I'm mad at you for the rest of the day. And that's not so much, like, nobody around the office no, does that. but, like, like in if, general, in, in life. In general, like, in life, if you're walking down the sidewalk and, like, somebody's, you know, and you're just like, because it's awkward, you know, like, people. walking up to somebody, we're, you just, like, wave high or yeah. something, and nobody, like, gives it back to you. That's, that's right. That's the worst We're all just people, man. people can do. We're all just people. And people know in my office that's the one thing that does bother me tremendously. Just show me, I recognize that I'm human, right. that I exist, that I'm not just this orb that's floating in the office because <laughs> you're human, I'm acknowledging you. And it's, I always say, you know, guys have it easy because it's called the guy not, hey. Yeah. yeah, exactly. Yeah, I mean, right. Even if you have a tick, you could say, I'm just hello to everybody, you know. Uh, 
and no, but I, I don't understand that. And I actually was in the kitchen one day, and I'm not a morning person. I'm actually opposite of a morning, but I'm miserable in the morning because I have so much going on in my head, and I don't want to be awake anyway. And I'm standing there waiting to do something, and pe two people are in the kitchen area and just completely walked by and ignored me. Completely walked by and ignored me. But I couldn't I, even imagine that happening in the office. No. Like, you know, if I'm walking by you and, like, I give you the head nod or something and I don't get anything back, yeah, I'm going to be mad at you for the rest of the day. But I can't imagine anybody no. doing that area. Well, no. I walked out of the kitchen area and I'm walking and I happen to look at somebody else. And as I'm looking at that person, I'm still thinking about the issue. And I, I just said, can you... Like, <laughs> now, this person, it got back to me, thought that I was mad at them. Right. But I couldn't tell them that I was mad at somebody else because I didn't want to spread any of other bad not. feelings. So I had to let that person think I was mad at them. Oh, that's awful. <laughs> like, but it really is. <laughs> It reminds me of like the lowest form of namaste. Like you know how namaste means the divine in me recognizes the divine in you. And and this isn't even that. This is just like I'm a human, you're a human. Hey, how's it going? Mm. Like it should just be so easy. Mm. And it's not. Etiquette, like, awesome. Etiquette I is like awesome. that namaste. I'm going to mention it in the office. We just did meditation on Saturday. Oh, Have yeah? we done it before? Yeah. I yeah. heard you saying that you that you don't know if your mind can rest. And I didn't think so either. I loved it. Yeah. Can I just yeah. point that out? That was another little deep cut in our, our show. I'm so glad that you listen. I love it. <laughs> <laughs> it's it's a great a great easygoing yeah. podcast that that awesome. just talks about light topic. That yeah. Love it. Thank you. Love it. All right, last one. All you can eat buffets. Awesome. I sure. mean, objectively they yeah. are, but I can never eat twenty dollars worth of food, so I never get my money's worth. Uh, I uh, shout out to Gene Tom. He's our uh, <laughs> IT director here. Gene and I used to go to an all-you-can-eat Chinese food buffet in the Princeton area, and it's it's since then closed down. But we used to go like kind of often, and he would always kind of like jab me because like his parents own a Chinese food restaurant and he would be like you're not getting your your money's worth out of this or like they're winning on the deal and I'd be like you know I'm, j I'm just eating the things that I want to eat right but like finally I was like fine how do I get my money's <laughs> worth like how do I how do I cheat not cheat but like how do I win in this yeah. scenario so apparently you want like the the carving stations that's that's the way to go and the um the the stuff that's better for you so like the not the fruits and veggies, but like things of that nature. Like the the better for you it is, the more you're probably winning on the deal. Huh. Yeah. I would never have guessed that. I'm a sweet and sour chicken and fried rice guy myself, so you know I'm, I'm definitely losing. But I yeah. love it. So what are you gonna do? Yeah. What do you think? So I I, I know that you are supposed to only give one answer, but I have to give two here. Oh, we got people do that. I, yeah. Yeah. On the on the surface, I said you know love it two snaps and a z formation type of thing it's great mm. now for me personally i can't enjoy it as much because i lost a lot of weight a few years ago yeah mm. so i know that's the one area that would really kill me yeah. so personally i have to say not that i hate it i still love it. i think they're great you know it's just gorge yourself on the food it's the right. american way you right know? it is show how much i can eat God. um but uh you know the, the my problem is whenever i do buffets any buffets you know i go to the first play the first tray and I'm just boom piling all the food on yeah. then I reach the end I'm like oh I really like that yeah. stuff I, go back. I, I know <laughs> but now I don't want to be eating that much but I'm like I can't just dump this dish back in but that's no. what I really want to do and I think about Emily Post etiquette what are you guys supposed to do I don't want to have the food on my plate at the table so yes. who said that you that you have the clean plate club or something yeah the clean plate club but then if I have that then I'm too full now I, I can't know. go back so, I hate wasting food and I feel like all I do at yeah. a buffet is waste food 
Yep. It's I don't know, you, you shouldn't like pile. So when you start to get to a point where things are going on top of other things, that's where I stop. Cause you know, like, yeah, you know, you, you change your mind or you see something else you like. So I, I always try to make it reasonable. Like right. I'll take less than I think I'm really gonna eat. I'll put a different variety of stuff, but I always know I'm going back. Mm. The really crummy thing is, so like that one closed down and there was one in my hometown that closed down and now I just don't have like an all you can eat Chinese buffet near me or really any food. That's sad. And that's sad, yeah. If you run an all-you-can-eat buffet, especially a Chinese food one, right into opb at njbia.org. Let me know where it is, and I'll be there. You can so. take a road trip. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Record on location, right? Oh, my gosh. would love to interview you. Oh, that's, <laughs> yeah. that's a great idea. Yeah. Location. Incorporate the members that way. Exactly. I love it. Uh, Very cool. We'll probably be, like, so annoying to everybody around us, because we'll have, like, all the equipment set up. People will be, like, walking around <laughs> with their plates. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> we probably would be annoying. Mm. Yeah. All right. Um, I think that's the game. That's the game. Nice. So we've got our segment where we ask people if you could give yourself one piece of advice, you know, your younger self, what would it be? Sure. Uh, learn, uh, work smarter, not harder. How do you work smarter, Ooh, not harder? Yes. Are you asking me? Yeah, yes. Yes. you're giving my, my, advice. To no. The, oh, I have to the give listener. the full advice. Yeah, no. exactly. That's Self, the point. Yeah. Uh, look into work. Learn how to work harder, not smart, <laughs> smarter, not harder. Um, Yes, that's your it's, advice. It's, Google it. <laughs> right, exactly. Because <laughs> I'm 53 now. I'm still trying to figure it out and uh, uh, figure out how to delegate better, mm. uh, how to uh, find out what's important and to focus on. And it's not all about the hours. So mm -hmm. I was bought, my father had MS and he wanted to work but couldn't work. Mm. So I was bought, if you can breathe, you can work. Ooh. Type of thing, you yeah. know, just keep working. Sounds and like my, my dad. My mother said to me one day, "You work too much." I'm like, "Well, you did this to me. Yeah, you, you told you told me to work. If, you know, two jobs in college, type of thing. Mm -hmm. And it's not all about that. It's trying to work, find what make keeps you happy. Um, focus on 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 how you can achieve success on and success has all different measures. I find how you can achieve success and what makes you happy. Um, and again, working smarter, you know, delegating, uh, finding the best way to do things. So I want to do a shout out to Sobelco because uh, Sobelco, Sally just had a speaker. We had our executive women's uh, group and Casey Carpenter. No, it wasn't Casey. Oh, yes. Thank you. Casey Hosel? Goal with a G. Gosel. She did a presentation on a book that changed her life, which was called The One Thing. And the whole premise is every morning, all you have to do is figure out what is the one thing that will make every other thing in your life easier and do that thing. Sounds simple, it right? It does. It sounds so <laughs> simple. Uh, and I've been trying to put it into practice. I bought the book and I've been reading it and I've been trying to think, you know, every morning, what is the one thing that I can do that's going to make everything else a little bit easier? Give me an example of something that has made your life easier, like just so I can get an idea of like the kind of daily thing you can do. Now I can't, of course, think of something. Well, so is it like so granular down to like, all right, if I put the the breakfast cereal in this no, spot rather than this no, spot? No, it's work related. Oh. So when I get to the office, I, I do my to-dos, right? And then mm -hmm. I look at the list and I think, what is the most important thing on this list whereby if I do it, it will make everything else a little bit easier. Mm -hmm. um, so this morning, it was, okay, so it's self-evaluation time, right? We all had to turn in our self-evals February 1st. 
and uh, some of us did, I guess. Some of us did. I did. Um, and so because I have supervised people this past year, I was getting them as well as I was sending them. And so this morning I was like, okay, it's nice and quiet. The one thing that I can do today to make the rest of the whole week probably easier is to spend like 30 minutes and just do my first draft of the person who sent it to me, my eval of them. Um, and I did, and I was able to get it done in like 30, 45 minutes, and that was a load off my mind. And it made it kind of everything else today a little bit a little bit easier. Um, so yeah, the smarter not harder thing, like rather than just look at my to-do list and start doing them yes. in the order that I put them, figure out what's the most important thing on that list and do that first. Yeah, and I, I started in college and high school into college working in factories and warehouses mm -hmm. and it was just get the numbers out, churn things out. That's all it was. Right. And we weren't, I wasn't trained, you know, okay, focus, stop. Don't just jump into things. And that's where I, the smarter heart is stop before you do stuff. Yeah. Create the list or just focus on what you think you need to get done. Right. And then how are you going to attack? I wish that uh, you focus almost like a little bit more of a military fashion of, okay, how we, there's the end of it. They see the war of the battle that you're trying to win. Mm -hmm. How are you going to get there? You don't just run in with the guns going, oh, that's right. I'm going to win. Mm. There's got to be a strategy to yeah. it. And that's where I wish that I learned to approach my day, day, week, month, year differently and was trained that way throughout yeah, yeah definitely i'd love to see colleges teach people that more oh god yeah amongst other things it would be a great soft course but try and get that into the curriculum mm. yeah so. you're right that'd be impossible almost <laughs> How would wouldn't have art history you can have a college. And we need history. <laughs> and we absolutely need art history. Are you kidding? Absolutely. Yeah. No, I, I had a bad experience with art history. Let's you hear did. it. What was your what bad was experience? It? Tell um, I, I, well, I'll give the end of the story. I was at the Philadelphia Museum, and I walked up to a painting, and I looked at my wife, and I said, I hate that picture. And she said, how could you have such a visceral feeling towards a picture that we've never seen? Picasso's three musicians. I said, how do you yeah. know that? I said, well, when I was in college, I had to pick one of three pictures, go to the uh, Met or the Google, I forget what it was, look at the picture. So I did that. I studied the picture. I got the postcard. I sat the postcard on my desk next to the typewriter at the time, and I typed up everything I thought about that picture, and I got to see. Mm -hmm. I mean, I gave everything I had in it out of it. Now, maybe I was that dumb, but uh, and I'll accept that, but... It was, I was giving my emotions towards it. Yeah. And there is, no, no, that's not what we want. And so that's, that's why annoying. I was like, yeah. yeah, yeah, because my feeling, especially about art, is it beauty design, it's subjective. Yeah. subjective. Yeah. How can you tell me what I'm seeing is wrong? I'm, what am, I not, am I not seeing the particular lines? Well, maybe I don't focus on that. Am, yeah. Do I not know this is Picasso's blue period? All right, maybe you can grade me on that. But um, so that's why I have a tough time with the art. When I was yeah. in college, I took an art history class, and the, the professors hated me. Like, there was two professors teaching the course, and I could do no right. You know, it was just like, whatever I said was just like, before I opened my mouth, it was wrong. And uh, one day we took, I'll call it a field trip, for lack of a better term, to the Philadelphia Museum of Art. And on this show, I've expressed how big of a movie fan I am. So first thing I do when I got there was tear ass up the stairs <laughs> as fast as I could, like Rocky. And wow, there are a lot of stairs. Like, yeah. I'm I'm in I was in better shape then than I am now. But even then, like I got to the top and I'm wheezing like <gasps> you know, like it's it knocks you out. So apparently somebody must try to do that every day. And the guards must not find it like um you know, like it never gets old. Cause like the whole day everybody's like, ah, here's our guy today. <laughs> so 
My professors thought that was the funniest thing. Like all day, they're like, this guy, look at it. So after that, I could do no wrong. Like you I aced every over. single thing That's like funny. for the rest of the year. That's yeah. so random. I know, they right? Decided... And all it took was making an idiot out of myself at the Philadelphia Museum of Art. That being said, bucket list items, so whatever, you know? And the statues there yeah, at the bottom it. of the stairs. Yes. Right? No, at the time, I didn't see it because they had moved it. Like, you know, I was expecting it to be where it was kind of in the movie. Yeah. I did see it later. We went back um, a few years later, and it's like kind of around the yeah. corner. It's, yeah. around the corner. it's weird. Where I saw. It's weird right. that it's there now. Why is it weird? I don't know. It's just, I feel like it's not where it should be? I don't know. Where would you want it to be? <laughs> At the bottom of the stairs, ready to run okay, up. Okay, sure, yeah. Nobody's right? I mean, up, I'm sure that, he's up there like I know, this. I know, he, so yeah, he's yeah, running yeah. up. You're I'm right, sure right. from their perspective, they're like, it's probably not really art. Well, but that's from true my too. perspective, you know. That's like, true yeah, too, it's yeah. not really art, I guess. Hey, Sylvester Stallone, you know, you could argue was a work of art in the 80s by himself. Uh, Plus Rocky, you know, you gotta you gotta respect Rocky. He's, he, he's based on a Jersey uh, boxer, right? Chuck, right? Chuck Webner, yeah. the Bayonne Bleeder. Yeah. I had right. no idea. That was a yes. good movie. Rocky was a great movie, but they also made a movie about the real... That was a very meta movie. I don't know if you saw that, but like... Uh -uh. So the it's the real life story of the guy who they based Rocky on. And then like, it kind of continues into like, Rocky was made and it can... The, the biopic continues, so you get his perspective on being Rocky. You You're know? kidding. Yeah, it's, it was interesting. I just put it onto my list on, uh, on Netflix. I'm allowed to say that, if not, yeah. bleep it out. Yeah. No, 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 we're not going to bleep out Netflix. <laughs> no, said much we're worse on big this show. fans. Yeah, we have. We have. <laughs> I got no, a, it was a good movie. You I got a quick movie reference for you. Sure. Shawshank Redemption. There's one with an accounting reference. Yeah! Oh, good call! Good call. That was an excellent film, too. Yeah. yeah. No, not just a reference, either. That was about an accountant. and like. Yeah, yeah. but we he sat there, of course, like saying, that's not how it works. Right. <laughs> I don't care that this was the 40s. They didn't tax like that. <laughs> yeah. All right. Anything coming up you guys want to promote? Uh, we have Keeping in mind that this will probably air in like mid-February or so. Yeah. Mid-February. I know that in March that uh, the uh, I handle a, a financial executive roundtable in the office where we invite business leaders and their financial executives to come and hear about different topics. This quarter in March, it, we're going to handle on economics. Uh, I think it's the 18th, 19th, 9th, 19th. I'm just going to keep the rattling off numbers like the lottery here. <laughs> Uh, the best way to find out, though, about our different programming that we have is on our website, SobelCoLLC.com. There's an events tab, and we have a lot of programs that we have, including the um, uh, the Financial Executive Roundtable, which I just mentioned, and also a lot of nonprofit programming to help the nonprofit community. Yes. Uh, we have a, a good amount of uh, tax programming out there also, so check out our webpage. And you could also contact us at 973-994-9494. See, and I was just going to ask you what the best way to get a hold of you guys was, so you answered that. I love it. I didn't, I didn't hear you ask, and I knew you usually ask that, so I've just... you got to be patient, offer, you know? I don't. <laughs> I'm New Jersey. I know. <laughs> That's what happens when you have a fan on the show, you know? I know. <laughs> I love it. This is the best. Yeah. I love having uh, a fan on the show. We should get more. OPB at NJBI.org. Uh, if you're a fan, let us know. Definitely. <laughs> definitely. All right. I think that, that might be the show. That's our show. Man, I kind of hate to end it. I'm having such a good time. Huh? I know. Well, thank All right. you very much. Well, yeah. Well, thank you. Thank you so much. It has been a total pleasure to have you with us. Thank you to our listeners, especially the subscribers. We appreciate the support. Thanks to New Jersey Manufacturers Insurance, the official sponsor of the show. They do home, auto, and workers' comp, so check them out. And finally, an official thank you to Brad Munez from Sobelco for joining us. And Sobelco. Sobelco. And thank you for Sally coming to spend time with us, too. We appreciate it. All right. 
See you later. Later. Next time. Bye.